Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash Spirekin. Over 75 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Thanks and enjoy the show. Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, blonde hair, manipulative, dishonest best friends, swimming clubs, love triangles, high school antics, and cute girls with perpetual tans. Listener discretion is advised. and so is Zan. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. Hey, how you doing today? For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark and Society that provides information and reviews about manga. Our goal is to make sure that you, the listener, are prepared to find what manga is worth reading and what manga is crap. You don't have to agree with anything we say, but we heard we're a little bit informative, and we tell you a little bit about some of these mangas and give you the information so you can make the decision on your own if this manga is even worth reading or not. Now, usually I have a cadre of co-hosts with me. Cal, Belchan, Deke, the infamous Whitebait, several other co-hosts. But today, it's just going to be me again. Yeah, me and Cal are going to be hanging out today, but then he got called to do overtime at work, so it's just me and, well, as we know, the show must go on, so here I am. For those of you who want to check out any of our earlier episodes, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com, where all of our earlier episodes and review archives are located, and show notes, which have a lot of cool information and pictures of several people, including myself and the other co-hosts. Also, we have our contest up. You can check out our forum at spirekin.rapidboards.com. Definitely start joining and hanging out, because a lot of people are not on there, and we need more people to just check out the forums and show that you actually listen to us. I mean, I get an email occasionally, but, well... Wait, why am I doing this? Why am I begging you guys? If you want to go to the forums, check them out. It's worth going out, and there's a lot of cool people on there. Either way, you can email us at spirekin at gmail.com or zan at spirekin.com. We'll answer your emails as soon as we get them, which is kind of nice, because other podcasts, when you send an email, it takes four months for you to get a reply back. We'll try and respond within three days, at least. I'll get back to you, or Cal will get back to you, or Bellchan will get back to you one way or the other. Send us an email, and we'll answer anything you want, and we'll read it on air. 
can also call us at 206-350-8462. That again is 206-350-8462. Leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on air. We're also under Twitter where you can follow all of our antics and what's new going on at Spirekin. Very simple, easy, ready to go. Just check out Spirekin and we'll tell you when the show notes are up and everything's all good. And, and is there anything else? Oh, finally, if you have a Xbox Live account and you want to get your ass kicked in Bioshock 2 or Red Faction, simply look for Zan Spirekin. I will take on any challenger, I will fight you, and I will win. And hey, if you are lucky, like in that Halo fight from a long time ago, if you want, and if you piss me off enough, I will tell you those three words, which, well, everyone wants to hear. Now, you'll hear me say it live on Xbox Live. So come on, challengers, let's see what you guys got. So there's really nothing new with Zan. Well, there's only one thing going on with me, and that is I am getting ready to become a godfather. Yes, for those of you who have been listening for a couple episodes, I have a nephew. He was born in December, and I take care of him a lot. And the thing is, my brothers decide that I'm going to be the godfather, and as of Sunday, he's going to be baptized. So that's really cool. I get to be a godfather, and, well, that means that, legally speaking, if my brother dies, my parents die, and her parents dies, I am to take care of my nephew, but I'm also supposed to be his religious guide and make sure he follows all the ethical things for the religion and stuff like that. And I got no problem with that. I mean, best at my religion, but I try, I pray, and I do all that stuff. So hopefully I'll be a good guy from help you a good godfather. Do you guys think I'll be good? Tell me. Email me and tell me what you think. Well, enough about me. Let's get on to the information you guys are so waiting for, and that is the news. Well, not much news going on. There's more going on with that coalition, which is trying to get rid of scanlations in the world, and they're doing pretty well because a lot of sites have decided to get rid of more of their licensed properties, and so all that stuff, their unlicensed stuff, which are never released over here, and it's more difficult to find some of the rare stuff which is no longer made. Is this ever going to be resolved? I honestly don't know. We'll see what happens. Am I rooting for the scan leaders? Not really. I'm not rooting for them because, honestly, they are stealing from the publishers. But the fact is that it's also kind of hard to find some of these series which no longer exist anymore because they don't even carry them anymore. So it's a very dark and fucked up situation. But let's get past that, shall we? Because it's very depressing. The only other news we have is, well, you have DPMs releasing more yaoi shit. Not important. But then there's, this is kind of depressing. Now, for those who don't know, I get my manga from very different locations. I mean, for the most part, I go to Barnes Nobles or Borders or online Amazon. There's a store I usually go to which I really enjoy because it's located close to where I live, and that is Kinokuya Bookstore in Nanuet, New York. Very cool place, lots of manga, lots of Japanese CDs, lots of Japanese books. It's a Japanese bookstore that sells a lot of stuff. And it's really cool. I mean, he has stuff like Japanese textbooks, Japanese cooking books, Japanese driving manuals, children's books, children's CDs, regular movies. It's a very cool place, a cornucopia of objects from Japan that you will love and you are awed by. It's a great place. It's my favorite place to go to every time I decide to go to the Palisades Mall. It's like the second place I stop at because I love going there. It is a little expensive. I mean, it's $10.99 a manga, but it's worth it because they're very nice and very cool. And it gives you a little bit of a haven for manga fans and anime fans because they have a lot of cool shit there. But the reason why I'm kind of sad is because they've announced that they are closing. Yes, as of June 30th, they are closing, which really sucks. It's really depressing and sad. I mean, there's so much good stuff at the store. It's awesome. But why are they closing? Well, probably because not a lot of people buy there. And the thing is, it's not like in Barnes Hills where you can actually flip through the manga. All the manga are wrapped up in plastic. So I'm just surprised. I mean, if you have a chance, 
go there. Look at the place before it closes down. It's a very just enjoyable place to go to. Just, it's going to be sad to lose a store like this where you can buy manga like this. Rare titles that aren't going to be released like Cromarty High School, Emma, Iken. They're all there, and they're going to be gone. Now, there is one consolidation to this. One good thing which is coming out of this. There's a last day sale. Yes. Right now, everything there is 50% off. So 50% off a manga is pretty good. I mean, from $10.99 to $5, that's awesome. So I might be stocking up. We'll see. That's it for news. No, pretty short news day, but whatever. So, what's next? Next, we have emails, and there is none. But we do have a Facebook update. Yes. For those you don't know, and, or if you have Facebook, check out our group, the Spark and Manga Review fan group. We take anybody, we accept anybody. If you want to talk to some of the other members of the Spark and Manga Review, check us out, talk to us. We will answer any questions or check out when we release new stuff. Also, we are on Spark and Manga Review as an actual page on Facebook, so check it out. But we have a new fan, and this fan who's following us is Sergio Adriano. I know I just mutilated your name, but sorry, it's kind of hard to spell. You should have wrote it phonetically. But yes, he is following us, so thanks for adding us as a friend. And he sent a message saying, hello, I'd like to hear more of your reviews. Have you reviewed One Piece already, or Subasa or some others? Well, I'd like to know what some others are, but One Piece we sort of reviewed in the second supplemental, which was about International Talk Like a Pirate Day. We gave a little bit of it, but we're going to do a more formal review later on, so don't worry. And Tsubasa, it's been on the wheel, but unfortunately, every time we spin it, jumps past it. But we'll see for today, because I've added it on the Wheel of Manga for this week. So we'll see what's going on. We'll see if we get Tsubasa for next episode, which is the return of Cal, of course. So he'll be back, and things will be a little bit cooler and a little more fun. But uh, that's it for the news. That's it for emails. We should talk about our sponsor for a moment. Because for you, the listeners of the Spark and Manga Review podcast, Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their services. Now, since I've been going through these books like there's no tomorrow because since I work eight hours a day outside, I need stuff to listen to, so every two days I'm done with a book. Pretty much all I'm burning right through this. So right now I'm listening to Changes, which is the 12th book in the Dresden file series, and it's written by Jim Butcher, and it's really cool, especially because James Marsters is the one who's narrating it, so it's pretty nice, and it's worth listening to. I definitely recommend this service. After the 14-day free trial, books are $7.95 a book, and you can listen to them, and keep them listening to them on your iPod, or your Sanzo, or your Zune, and it's worth reading. Now, all you gotta do to download your free audiobook today is you go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Spirekin. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Spirekin, and you get a free audiobook. Check them out. It helps out the podcast and it's a great service and so let's get back to the show now that that's done we've talked about our sponsor for a little bit let's get into the crux of the situation the reason why you're here because you're not here to listen to me talk about news or the life of spirekin or anything going on with us you're here to listen about reviews specifically manga reviews so if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, the very strange and unusual Violence Jack episode, I spun the Wheel of Manga and it dictated on me that I'd be reviewing a very girly show. Yes. So, this episode I'm reviewing Peach Girl, which is a manga by Miwa Ueda, and it was published by Kodansha. 
in Japan, and over here it was released by Tokyo Pop. Now, it's a shoujo comedy drama romance. It originally came out in 1997 to 2004. It is complete, and there are 18 volumes in total, and a side story, which is about one of the main characters. It's a little different. There's also an anime series, and, well, rumors that there are is a live-action show. I don't know if it's true. Tell me if there is. But what is Peach Girl about? Now, Peach Girl is about a girl. Her name is Momo Adachi, or Adachi Momo. And she is, well, your typical average 15-year-old girl in Japan. She goes to school, she has fun, well, not really. She has some issues. First off, she has very light hair, and to top it off, she has a problem with her skin because she releases too much melanin. Now, for those who don't know, melanin is this substance, in your, it's a pigment in your skin. That's what causes a tan. Now, a tan is essentially just visible proof that your skin is being damaged. Because when ultraviolet radiation hits your skin, it simulates cells in your body, which are known as melocytes. Now, that makes melanin. And what happens is the melanocytes respond to the sun by making even more melanin to protect your skin from the sun. And it's kind of like an umbrella for the skin cells, and that's what gives people that brown tint that makes a suntan. And the thing is that Momo, her skin makes a lot of melanin, so she tans insanely easy. So she could be outside for maybe 15 minutes, her skin will be completely tanned for two years. It takes a long time for her to just not tan. And so because of that, she uses a lot of suntan lotion. bad side of this is that she looks exactly like a Gangaroo girl because of this. Now, if you don't remember from way back, way back in the Bitter Virgin episode. Gangaroo girls are these girls who practiced this fashion trend back in the early 90s, and, well, Gangaroo literally means face black or blackface. Not to be confused with the blackface of the old vaudeville days. What happens is these girls would go against general Japanese stereotype, which it's supposed to be very pale skin, very dark hair, and what they would literally do is they would make their hair really blonde and orange and make their skin really, really dark. They'd use all these very expensive tanners and tang lotions so they look almost black and they also would really use these white eyeliners to make themselves look really well insane and really slutty they also wear these fake jewels fake eyelashes a lot of those little gaudy plastic costume jewelry and all this stuff and their reputation is that they're really slutty and rebellious so a lot of people are confusing this girl who's a very nice and sweet girl, as being a gangrew girl. So old men approach her on the street, say, hey, you wanna go to a hotel with me? Here's a hundred bucks. Or like, hey, baby, I heard you went out with three guys yesterday. You know, and she's rumored to be a slut. And she's not a slut, she's a very nice girl who's just in a really shitty situation. And the manga opens up with her just going to school and a guy hits on her and she tells him, get the fuck away from me. And she runs away and she meets her best friend, Sai Kashiwagi. Now, Sei, while always hanging out with Momo, not really her best friend. She's an uber bitch. And I mean, seriously, an uber bitch. She is this girl who is Momo's best friend in the sense that she just hangs out with her. But she's really manipulative, really bitchy, and does some really questionable things. For example, because when you first meet her, they're talking like, oh, so what happened, Momo? Well, that guy just hit on me, and I wasn't even trying to do anything. I hate this. And she notices that Say is, well, with a bag. She's like, wait. And it flashes back to the day before, and you see Momo is in a store with Say, And she sees this really nice bag. And she's like, oh, this bag's really nice and really cool. And uh, Momo is looking, and she's really liking it, and she's really digging this bag. And Say's like, no, 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 that's an ugly bag. It doesn't look anything, it won't do anything for you. And so, as you can guess, the bag that Say told Momo is ugly and looks crappy, she bought it. 
and that shows the dynamic. It's whatever Momo wants, Say wants also. So no matter what, it could be they're buying sandwiches, they're buying food, whatever Momo wants, Say has to have in order so that Momo doesn't get it. And that's the dynamic between them. It's kind of bad because Momo's figured this out, but she's still her friend. I mean, if a guy was like that to me, if every time I tried to do something and a guy tried bettering me, I would have told him to go fuck himself. I'd be like, just get the fuck away from me. But Say is, has some mystical way to make Momo not hate her. When anyone with a sane mind would have told Say to go fuck herself years ago. So, you have these two friends who are good friends. And then you have Toji. Kazuya Tojimaru. Who is this guy who's on the baseball team who is madly, madly just a beautiful and wonderful guy who's best at what he is and he's handsome and Momo is heads over heels in love with him. She has loved him for years and she doesn't say anything because of the fact that she knows the minute that she says that she likes Toji, Sei is going to be like, hey Toji, you want to go out on a date with me? Hee <laughs> hee. And it's going to fuck everything up. So she has to keep quiet. One day, Momo is in class just kind of doodling, wondering because she bumped into Toji and Toji was nice to her again. And Say is like, hey, Momo, is there a guy you like in the school? Because it looks like you're in love. You can tell me, right? And so Momo's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, she knows, she knows, she knows. Okay, 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 what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And she looks around and she sees Kyrie, who is this really hot guy in school. He's also known as a severe playboy. Kairi Okayasu. And so Momo says, well, I like Kairi. I think he's really cute and really nice, and I I have a huge crush on him. And so, predictably, Sei goes over and talks to Kairi. Hey, so what do you think about Momo? And unlike most guys who'd be like, yeah, she's okay, whatever, Kairi's like, yeah, she's hot, we completely made out. And he has a shit-eating grin on his face, and you're like, what? So... He has a lot of balls to say that he's made out with this girl who apparently they've never made out before. And so, to make up for this, Say immediately starts going, Oh, well, Kyrie, you're so cute and hot. I was wondering, would you like to go out and hang out or something? And Kyrie just looks at her and says, Uh, nah, I don't think so. So, Say, not to be determined, is like, Well, either way, I isn't there anything you want to do? And so Kyrie looks at her and says, Hey, it's a really nice bag. She's like, Oh, thanks. And he looks at you like, well, wasn't that the bag that Momo wanted yesterday and you said was really ugly? That's kind of fucked up to tell your friend something's ugly just so you can get it. It's really manipulative and wrong, you know? And as you can tell, Kyrie just can see right through Say. The master manipulator, she he is impervious to her bullshit. And he tells her straight up, like, you're a horrible person and most friends wouldn't do that to another friend. And so, Say, after being rejected, just freaking pissed off, walks away, throws the bag at Momo, says, I didn't like it anyway, it was fucking ugly. And so now, Kyrie starts talking to Momo. And suddenly there's rumors that Momo is in love with Kyrie, and this and that, and Momo's freaking out, oh god, oh god, why? Why are they saying this? I, I don't like Kyrie, I like Toji, but I can't tell anyone. So, and she's completely fucking confused by this. And so she goes up to Kyrie and punches him in the face, because there's rumors that she kissed him. They kiss, and she's pissed off, like, I've never kissed you before in your life. You're a liar. He's like, I'm not a liar. It happened. It's like, what do you mean? Well, two years ago, you were working at the beach, and I almost drowned, because I can't really swim, and you gave me mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. It's like, no, I didn't. 
that was the lifeguard with blonde hair. Insert the fact that lifeguard is a, is a buff guy. And Kyrie's like, oh god, I kissed a guy, I kissed a guy, I kissed a guy. He's like, are you sure? And it's like, yeah, that's what happened. Because Momo's an... That's something I forgot that Momo's an excellent swimmer. She's part of the swim team. She loves to swim. But that's kind of why she has the perpetual tan. And so Kyrie's like, oh god, what do I do, what do I do? He's like, well, you're going to stop these lies now, Kyrie. And Kyrie kind of looks at Momo and is like, well, the well, the fact is there's a easier way than to fix this. And it's like, oh, really? How's that? Well, if we make the lie true. And he proceeds to kiss Momo on the lips. And ironically, guess who walks up and notices this? Yes, Toji. So Toji has walked up and he notices Momo and Kairi kissing. And he is like, what the fuck? Because he, he actually likes Momo. They have hung out before. He's very nice to her. They're sweet. He loves her to death. And she is very wondrous and wonderful, and he cares about her deeply, and but he's very macho about it, and he doesn't say anything. So, so him seeing Kyrie kiss Momo, he gets a little upset at that, because the fact is that Kyrie is notorious as being a playboy. And so, afterwards, Momo gets pissed off. After the kiss, Momo's pissed off, punches Kyrie in the face, and runs off because he stole her kiss. And then Toji walks up to Kyrie and punches him and says, You leave her alone. She's a good girl. You don't deserve a girl like that. She doesn't deserve a playboy hitting on her. And he's like, well, I like her. I shouldn't have to be a dick. I should just settle down. And so from here, what happens is a lot of other things, including the fact that Toji admits that he likes Momo, and Momo admits she's in love with him, and they end up secretly dating. But then you have the fact that Sei is manipulating behind situations, trying to get them to break up so she can get Toji. And then you have Kairi, who is still kind of hanging out with Momo, and he's in love with her. And it's a whole... Well, honestly, you'd have to read this on your own to understand all of the little nuances of this series. And I know I've done probably a really shitty job explaining it. But the fact is that this series gave me a little bit of a headache. I can follow a lot of series. I could follow Crying Freeman. I could follow Berserk. This gave me a little bit of a headache just because it was just so... Well, I don't know how girls get into these fucking love triangles. I really don't. Cause most guy love triangles, it's like, okay, this guy likes this girl, loves this guy. Enough said the, the bad guy is just trying to manipulate the girl and does evil things. I'm not used to the fact that there's a girl who's this fucking evil. Say is evil. Like she tricks Toji into kissing her when Momo's walking in there, so Momo thinks that Toji is cheating, and Kairi's just trying to be the sympathetic friend, and it's just very weird. The artwork is surprisingly beautiful in this series. I mean, I shouldn't be surprisingly, because it's a very accomplished and very well-done series, and Momo is drawn very attractively. The guys are done pretty well. Their design is, of course, be shown in because they're both pretty boys and both look kind of like girls. And it's not bad. The series isn't bad. I just, I don't know, I just couldn't give a real feel to it. I've read a lot of series like this before, and they're kind of not my cup of tea. But Peach Girl wasn't bad. I mean, I like the fact that you have the guy who's a douchebag who is trying to better himself to get the girl, and you have the guy who's the best who's just trying to fight for her. And it's obviously unrealistic and kind of blah, but it wasn't bad. So, I could go on and on, but I'm kind of butchering this series, and most Peach Girl fans are going to rant and rave at me saying I'm doing a bad job, so I will quit while I'm ahead. And I have to give Peach Girl this very interesting series by Miwa Uedo. 
A. Gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. Girls may love it. They may think it's wonderful and great. And that's the demographic it's for. It's straight up for girls. Guys may not find any real redeeming factor to it. I mean, I've heard later on it gets more interesting because of the fact that Say eventually breaks them up and then she gets Toji and makes him think that she's pregnant or something like that. I don't know. I heard it gets better later on, but this first volume was just okay. You may love it. I personally am kind of okay with it. But, if you want to prove me wrong, send me your review of this series and what I did wrong. Like, review Peach Girl. Read it and tell me what you think. You can find it at most stores if you look hard enough. I think they have the compilation of, like, the first five volumes set. Or, if you know where to look, you can find it. So, tell me what you think. <sighs> yeah, I know. Not my best review. But, hey, trying the best that I can. Doing the best I can. So... I believe that's it for this episode. Yeah, because next week Cal will be back and it'll be better to rant on someone with someone again. I mean, the problem is when I have a co-host for a long period of time and then I have to work without one, it's kind of more difficult to just be by myself. It's kind of hard to record by yourself. But, hey, I did it for over 60 episodes. I think I can keep going. I'm not that bad. So, I know I'm saying so a lot. That's the drinking word of the day. Every time I say so, you take a shot. But either way, another one you take a shot for. Let's get on with it, because I know what you've all been waiting for. It's time for that thing we've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no subject. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga to each of the slots. So there are ten possible manga I can review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 105. What we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So let's spin and see what I'm reviewing in episode 105. Number 10. Oh. Oh, damn. This will be very difficult. Very difficult indeed. So, in episode 105 of the Spark and Manga Review, I have to go futuristic with a very famous series by a little-known mangaka known as... Amesamune Shiro. So, episode 105, Zan is going to be reviewing Ghost in the Shell. Yes, kids. So... Any comments or concerns, email me at sparkin at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 206-350-8462. That's it for this episode. And as usual, this is your host, Zahn. I am Gonsville. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
I'm not afraid.